Many people talk about the magical parts of becoming a parent, but so often we forget about or avoid talking about the very difficult or maybe embarrassing parts about being a parent for fear that we're abnormal or that we're a failure. Well, we want to create a podcast that highlights and celebrates those parts of parenthood because chances are you're not alone in what you've experienced. We want to talk about those challenges, funny and sad, good and not so great, and offer not necessarily a solution, but some guidance and hopefully comfort. Our main mission at The Natural Nipple is to empower new mothers and support them in their breastfeeding mission. And just because we said it's to empower mothers, don't tune out just yet, dads. You're a major part of this mission. Moms need you there to support them because it's not as easy as one might think. We want to help improve and optimize worldwide wellness by promoting awareness and helping to educate others on the importance of breastfeeding for global and economic health. Yes, it's not just a parent issue. This can have an impact on everyone. We want to discuss the social issues around breastfeeding, as well as provide you with the latest findings and research on the impacts of breastfeeding and parenting. We hope you'll follow us and tune in to the Natural Nipple podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes by searching The Natural Nipple and be ready for some great episodes. And if you'd like to find out more about us and our mission, you can visit us at thenaturalnipple.com where you can participate in our survey or donate. I'm so excited to host you, Carrie. Carrie is a infant sleep consultant and the founder of Care It Out. And so how today will go is really just like a live interactive Q&A. We'll be monitoring the chat. So any questions that you have during our conversation, drop them in. And we're really going to just talk about bedtime basics without sleep training because your mission is to get families a settled night's sleep without tears, techniques or training and with that I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our audience yeah amazing well thank you so much for having me by the way I love the glasses you are rocking those glasses I love them um my my name's Kerry Secker I'm an infant sleep consultant and founder of Care It Out as you said and I really am on a mission to support reassure families get the my main mission is to get your settled night's sleep without sleep training but also change the narrative around sleep training i think uh, it's really important to me that i'm not anti anything not against anything i'm not anti anything it's just i want to change that narrative because at the moment it's all about sleep training cry out is the only way you've got to need must do this sleep training and there are other ways so it's not about drowning out those voices it's about sharing that there is if that doesn't feel right for you which I'm really I'm all about feelings here there's another way to do things and I spend a lot of my time um I'm so happy to be here because I never miss a chance to talk about sleep it's my favorite subject and I'm here to reassure parents I'll answer questions first the biggest thing for parents is when they are tired they don't need that sleep training talk they might go on to it later on down the line but first of all they need to be supported they need to feel heard they need a cup of tea they need a cuddle rather than going straight to that so support and reassurance is what I'm here for and I do it in a variety of ways coming live and people ask me always honored to be asked and come on and speak to people i do i go live on my page every week at 11 a.m that's bs 
yeah, BST, always get confused with the clock changes, clock times, but BST, my time, I have a free video, I have a podcast, it's on pause at the moment, the podcast, but there are currently over 40 episodes recorded for you, so loads to listen, and it will be coming back in the autumn, so I'm excited about that, and I also work one-to-one with family, so I'm pretty busy. <laughs> well, we really value and appreciate your time, because where are are you in London right now? Yeah, I'm in London. It's pouring with rain. <laughs> You're in London. I'm in Calgary, Canada. And I'm just so blessed, I feel, Carrie, to have you on. Because similarly, for those who are listening, um, my name's Lauren. I am a nurse practitioner and the founder of The Natural Nipple. And so really, we have a similar passion. My goal when I was studying the infant gut microbiome was really to try to figure out how can we give parents, like, make their feeding journey easier, right? And like yeah. being able to give the first life vaccine to their child, which is breast milk. We know that journey is not easy. There's plenty mm -hmm. of barriers in North America, especially when you're going back to work uh, in less than three months and have to introduce a standard bottle. That's really where we see yeah. the drop off happening. And so I wanted to help support women through the breastfeeding journey and invented the natural to defy what bottles are. And this yeah. is really designed after your unique shape, feel, and flow. So when you are having this latching frustration in the middle of the night, you can be able to feed your pump milk with a natural nipple, reduce that time, get the baby to latch to bottle or breast, and get more. Yeah. So yeah, very synergistic in our goal to help support parents through this journey. That's It doesn't it doesn't look one way. I know like the World Health Organization recommends six months of breastfeeding, but we know every journey is so unique. And so I just wanted you to talk a little bit about how you became so passionate about the niche of infant sleep. And also as well, like what was the pivotal point for you to then start <laughs> out? <laughs> yeah. It was a long time coming to so my background that I was trained as a nanny over 23 years ago. I can't believe that now it's gone very quickly. So I started out as a nanny and that's all I've ever done from the age of 19. I was went out on the job, <laughs> so to speak, and had three children under five to look after. So all I've ever done is work with children. So I've always been passionate about supporting families because I did that personally myself as a nanny. But my passion for sleep came a little bit later. I've always loved sleep myself. And when I was looking after children, my whole training, I mean, it is, I've trained a long time ago now. And I, my knowledge is a little bit rusty what we went through um, but the, um, the the limited sleep education that we learn as a nanny um, was very much 20 years ago they are over 20 years ago that you are the boss they're manipulating you and that just didn't in theory it made sense in the classroom but in practice that didn't make any sense to me once I was um, working with the children once you have got your feelings and your instincts there and you've got those children in front of you, I found it very difficult to leave them to cry or not respond. Um, my instincts were screaming at me to get in there when they were screaming in there. So I very slowly um, kind of followed my instincts with them. I found my own way of doing it. And then I carried on as an, I absolutely loved being a nanny. I traveled all across the globe, America. I lived in America for a long time, um, Italy, Ischia, Florida. I lived in Paris, Switzerland. So I had a really great time. And then as I got a little bit older, like in 
probably late 20s, early 30s, I realised that actually I wanted to do something else and I wanted it to be something that was supporting other parents. So I then, I kind of tailed back the nannying and started something called Carey Cares Parenting. And in the beginning, it was very much about how can I support parents with everything? No, I've worked with parents for 20 years, so I would talk about um, feeding, going to the toilet. Some people still know me as the poo lady, which always makes me laugh, the poop lady. Oh yeah, you are the poop lady. Um, <laughs> sleep was one of them and also lots of behavioural work and then as I started working family set up my practice I realised what really liked me what really lit me up and was my superpower was to sleep and then there was more need for that so I slowly let all the other stuff go and concentrated on sleep and that was really the best thing I ever did for myself for the practice for the families so and then Care It Out, I don't know where that name came from. I think I said it one day, just talking to somebody. Oh, yeah, we're carrying it out. And the penny just dropped. I was like, this is amazing. So I did a whole <laughs> rebrand and then really focused on the seat. And that's how Care It Out came about and been going ever since. I think five years strong. <laughs> Carry with Care It Out. I really, I, I think know. Very nice ring. And um, for those of the, us that are just joining or maybe like, haven't gone through that experience ourselves of struggling yet with infant sleep. Can you tell us a little bit about what sleep training is, that former model, and then how you developed your message for Carried Out and how it's different? Okay. Well, the thing is to remember, I really love that, like every, every, every person that I talk with and collaborate with and come and chat with, I always make sure we have got community and support at the very heart. And one of the biggest things I loved about the natural nipple was that you're very passionate about that isn't just one way. So I am very, very much, I, there is no right or wrong when it comes to parenting when it comes to sleep it's all about you finding your own way that's all I ever want for families is that they find something that makes sense it feels a fit for them and they feel comfortable doing it and I think traditional sleep training it's so difficult because infant sleep and parenting it's so subjective so you can't define these things but traditional sleep training is where you would leave them for to, to settle themselves for a set amount of time and then increase it that is what I feel sleep training is but again just because that's what I feel it is doesn't necessarily mean someone else's but I think sleep training is where we're trying to change their behavior by withholding a response does that make sense yeah where care it out is very much about the opposite in fact it is the exact opposite it's very much about responding to them every time they cry it's about um not my whole approach i'm very honest and upfront it isn't about getting them to sleep through the night it's about just supporting your baby to sleep the best of their ability because nobody your family you your your baby sleep they're one of a kind and what works for one might not work for another so it's really important to me to always meet your baby where they're at find out what is working for you because some families are happy to co-sleep some aren't some are happy to go into their own nursery some breastfeed some don't so it's very much i see my it very much it's support it's not about telling you what you should be doing with your babies i really dislike that word should though i do say it sometimes it's about finding your groove listening to your baby I think that's trusting yourselves trusting you trusting your baby listening to your baby listening to your instincts I think instincts have always been so so important on my journey that's how care it out came about that's how I always knew like instinctively I always knew deep down that I had 
something in, I had a mission inside me. I just didn't know what it was for 20 years. Um, so getting parents to listen to their instincts is really important to me. And it's so hard when there's so much content out there. So my approach is very much meet them where they're at, finding something that works for you. And it's never about withholding or making them wait for a response. It's, it, I feel it's a very pragmatic and honest approach to sleeping. Some, I feel it's gentle, but just because I do and other parents do doesn't necessarily mean it's the right one for you. So it really is about, if you're looking at making changes, three things I tend to ask is, does this make sense to me? Um, when you're bombarded with content, does this make sense? Does this feel okay? Like how, get quiet with it. How is it feeling? If, it, if, you can't, if your gut kind of goes, oh, I don't want to do that, chances are it's not the best thing for you. Where if you're like, yeah, I want to give this a go, chances are it's worth a shot. And then do you feel comfortable doing it? And if you do, that, I think that's always very telling. I love that, like three very questions to check in. We actually have a great question from the audience, which I feel you did touch on in that uh, response of how carried out differs from sleep training. And this one comes from Lena. So she has a first, first time mom, a young baby, I believe about three months old now, the time goes very quickly, maybe a little older. She said, with so many conflicting ideas on sleep, in your opinion, is allowing the baby lead the way to their own sleep schedule a bad idea so how would you counsel that parent yeah nothing's ever bad like we like to look at things in terms of right wrong there's so much pressure on parents especially new parents to be the best parent to get it right to do the right thing to be perfect and let's be honest every baby every parent is perfect but actually life with babies and sleep is absolutely far from it and there is no right or wrong. There's no bad habits. There's no rods for your own back. It's, there's no sleep sins. There's no rule book. There is no definitive rule book. I'm really passionate about that. Now, funnily enough, I am somebody that has to really follow the rules with everything else apart from sleep. It's very weird. Um, so, yes, with this, it's okay to follow their lead. In fact, I think most things in life are so much easier when we follow their lead some people will say it's lazy but i actually think it's the path of least the path of least resistance is go with them and the thing to remember about sleep is that it's outside our conscious control we've got no one of the biggest things i learned as a nanny was that we can't cajole or coax them to sleep unless they're ready that's not our role our role is to set it up, give them that time and that support to do it, but they're not going to go to sleep unless they're ready. No sleep consultant has control. No parent, no sleep yeah. consultant has control. Unless, you know, we're giving sleep meds, which we're not. There's no magic yeah. switch. Uh, yeah. um, very good answer and follow-up question uh, from Lena is, if you are listening to your child's tired cues to settle down to sleep, is there a routine such as path, reading a story every night, courage to sort of give them the idea that it's time for a bad yeah the thing the thing about this is that we can't teach or train them to sleep we can set up positive cues to get them down to sleep but yes do it it's not that we do the same thing every night and they're just going to get it and it clicks but yeah that is the basic idea is that babies humans love familiarity so what i say about routine is that it, your routine isn't about being really super rigid it's about having rhythm so it's just about doing the same few things in the same order every single night it doesn't have to be this really definitive rigid thing that we do every night um but yeah that can definitely help setting up a bedtime routine yeah that makes perfect sense and so what it sounds like to me carried out is is you're like you said very conscious that every parent every baby is unique 
there's not a one size, you know, fits all solution when it comes to sleep. And I love that your mantra in this area is like one size sucks. There's no one size at all. And so I think, yeah, you've touched on, you know, setting up realistic expectations that it, perhaps the sleep patterns that you're living with right now aren't even an issue that needs fixing. If you're looking outside at all of your, you know, friends or people with infants of the same age, you're like, oh, maybe we have a problem. But like you said, if you check in with those three questions that are very intuitive, perhaps it's only an issue if it's truly one for you and for your family. And it sounds like, you know, you want to to um, go back to Lena's question, routine simply for the purpose of triggering a few environmental cues. And I mean, yeah. we're the same way in, into adulthood, right? Like, yeah. if I go home and I shower and I smell lavender and I've, you know, got the mute, the lights down and I have like some soft music playing, my nervous system is automatically, you know, relaxing and just yeah. preparing myself because it remembers yeah. that last time you did this you were safe and then you were able to fall asleep yeah. so yeah. i think it's sort of the same principles there yeah. um, that lying and I'm, I'm so i'm curious you know with the carried out method it sounds like it is very one-on-one -on -one, but what sort of services do you offer this umbrella you're completely right it is one-on-one -on -one. and i just want to touch back on what you were just saying because i think that's a really important message i'm always going to keep it real and normalize infant sleep so i'm always going to go to reassurance first and if your baby isn't sleeping through is waking up at night time you're not doing anything wrong it's not your fault your baby's not broken i want to normalize the sleeping through nobody sleeps through the night but i'm also on the other side of that it's about balance and if something isn't working for you it's unsustainable the feeds are super frequent chances are there's some changes you can put in place with care I think that's really really important and then the whole thing about that there isn't one size and what it, it actually looks like you're completely right it looks different for everybody but first of all I'll always go to reassurance and know what is normal so just make sure that that parent wants some changes because for a lot of parents especially on Q&A's or, follow or followers some just need a little bit of reassurance and then that's it they're like yep yeah, I'm fine I'm this is working for me it's okay I don't want to change anything I think and again I think that's always a really good question to ask yourself is this an issue for me and it's so hard not to compare ourselves because that's what keeps us safe so we compare ourselves to the, but the baby books your baby buddies what baby bob down the road is doing and if they're not doing the same oh i must be doing something wrong parenting is so personal it's hard not to take it personally um but your your baby's sleep progresses is they sleep is unique to them and they progress in their own way and then the actual looking at how to improve sleep i look at everything everything is linked to your baby so it doesn't make sense to me just to look at the night in fact that comes as a bit of a shock for a lot of parents because most parents are probably here tonight because the nights are unsettled so it makes sense to actually look at the nights but my whole approach is setting up their sleep so they're able to get a little bit more settled at night time so i look at everything that's going on during the day so everything is linked to things like um diet going to the toilet digestive system um sleep within sleep i then also look at behavior so um naps nights wake up time nap timings nap length 
what's happening at bedtime routine, what's happening, how they're going to sleep at bedtime, what we're doing at nighttime. So there rarely isn't one thing, like lots of parents, I don't believe parents are ever making mistakes, but quite often we get caught up in focusing down on one thing. If I just put the same pajamas on, if I just do the routine in the same order every night, yeah. then they're going to get better nights. And that plays a part. Don't get me wrong, a bedtime routine is really important. It's one of my sleep steps, but that bedtime routine means nothing if all those other bits aren't in place and then they're not ready for sleep so yes it's I look at all these areas and the suggestions are very much different depending on age what the family's goals I'll always listen to families and listen very carefully to what their goals are where they would like to get to and base everything on that I do try and share as much as possible um, when it comes to naps I've got a free nap gap video that you can go and look through and that goes through all it's just a guide but it goes through it by age and stage um, I've got a bedtime routine podcast I talk about bedtime boundaries all the time on like how they go to sleep I'm really passionate that baby we can't force babies to do anything that they're not biologically capable of doing so it's not about forcing them to sleep through the night or self-settle self-settling comes up a lot because there's so much pressure to get your baby to self-settle or go down that unicorn drowsy but awake but that rarely is the reason why they're up at night time so yeah basically to answer your question lots and lots of different things we look at and I think the biggest thing is working on the why they're waking up try to see the wake-ups at night time they're a symptom of something that's going on during the day so I very rarely change the nights because it's too tiring to do that yeah no it sounds First of all, as you say, <laughs> you're phenomenal at naming, Carrie. Your nap gap video. <laughs> but a and I'll leave a bit of alliteration and a pun. I love a good pun and a little the natural nipple. Beyond Maybe. by Oh yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I've, oh, do you know what I've always like my friends um it's funny how our businesses become part of us. Like when I first set up Kerry Cares Parenting. I remember being brave and telling somebody that I was doing it and they looked at me and they were like, oh, that's really cheesy, isn't it? And it really upset me. And I just think, no, I'm going to stick with it because I called it Kerry Cares because Care Bear was my nickname when I was a child because I was always caring and doing something I like Care Bears. And then the parenting bit came about because I wanted it to be really inclusive. It's not just parenting looks different for everybody. Families look different. Some have, yeah everybody's life logistics look different so yeah it is funny how those little bits you start to become your business and the the language part I've always really liked you're yeah you're great at it and just touching back on what you were saying it sounds like your model is very holistic which I appreciate so much and there's some parallels as well because um we found you know in search in North America looking at breaking barriers to breastfeeding I really wanted to identify okay like what are all the problems and a lot of it is psychosocial like that's usually the overarching issue is not you have enough support from your healthcare provider or from your community to really identify okay am I doing this correctly is this is do I have a normal amount of milk production is my baby like supposed to be this fussy during feed so creating a model that also addresses that in addition to as we discussed you know the shape feeling flow of other bottles can present a huge issue if the baby gets used to this faster flow yeah. and then coming back to breast and now they're screaming it feels like a rejection it feels like oh something is wrong with my body and in reality mm -hmm. your flow average nobody had ever studied lactation averages over the first year 
prior, like this is the work that we've been doing and building the product. And obviously we know lactation is very dynamic and there's, it's multifactorial, but really understanding how it changes as it grows and stronger and yeah. a at least a benchmark for what the bottle should flow at. Cause we found, we, we had data already on preterm that need milk very slow, 2.2 milliliters a minute. And we found out how fast standard bottles were flowing that are given in the NICU. And I mean, it's no question that you're waking up with colic or yeah. choking episodes in the hospital. And so we wanted to make a safer infant feeding system for when you have to pump milk, when you have somebody helping as a caretaker and you need a break and you need rest on your own to be able to get back faster is so important. But what also we do, which I find is very similar to your holistic model, is provide telehealth services. So, I mean, we haven't launched. We've made them available for anybody doing pre-orders with the bottle. But this is a, a very holistic um, intake form that you fill out similar to when you go to primary care. Because you might feel like, oh, you know, I, I have this perceived milk deficiency but we look at your intake and it's like oh actually it looks like you had uncontrolled diabetes for some time this can actually impact you know your area of being able to produce milk and your lactogenesis and so that's what I truly appreciate about the amount of care you put into working with your clients Mary, is like you're getting away from focusing on an outcome which is like we need to get the baby to sleep this much yeah. because if the baby has colic or the baby has an imbalance in their gut bacteria, which we know that breast milk certainly is the one thing that absolutely helps with that. Like that's where the that's where the product journey began. I was like, how do we prevent babies from dying early in the NICU? And what can we control for? And it's giving them more breast milk. So it's acknowledging, okay, we know these things are our best and clinically are supportive but how do we do that in real life with all of yeah. the different challenges that we're faced with and so really providing a suite of not only better products better services but better partners that we can refer to as well and so that's why i really appreciate having you on board today that was oh, a bit thank you. because i love building out um you know, our network that we can refer to if, if from that holistic intake and triage, we're like, okay, this is an area that you could get some personalized consultation. With, I really believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am all about connection. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's where I wanted to segue and like touch on how, like, would a, a patient know if they didn't get a referral from us directly? you know, potentially what e-course they should take or what service would be best for them and where would they find that? Yeah, it's really tricky to say without knowing more, but like it sounds very similar. My approach is very holistic and just touching on the breastfeeding, like I feel it's a duty, practitioners have a duty of care to stay in their scope of practice. So feeding, I very, apart from very, very general advice that I got from nannying, I would always, again, pass them on to find them the appropriate practitioner from a breast point breast breast point breastfeeding perspective on my approach I really wanted there was so much pressure to all the time I heard you know I've got to stop breastfeeding it's my they're not sleeping because I'm breastfeeding 
breastfeeding is never to blame for an onset of night sleep. How they're fed has very little to do, if nothing, to what they're doing in bed. So I really wanted to have an approach that's really super holistic and breastfeeding friendly. So I never ever would tell a parent to stop breastfeeding and it doesn't interfere with sleep. And I just wanted to always be very honest and upfront about that because a lot of approaches are about, it comes back to what we were talking about before about disconnect, getting them independent, getting them weaned. And that really isn't my approach at all. And then coming back to um, how to work together with me, you if you felt that I really, you just knew, because again, following your instincts, you knew that you just wanted to have a chat with me you can book a 30 or 60 minute consultation directly from my website if you feel that you're not sure what support you're after or you feel that you need um totally tailored support my suggestion would be to share your sleep story with me on the sleep form it's like an intake form so it goes through name age weight any reflux like there's a lots and lots of questions on there and that's probably the best way then I can go through it and again I'll always go to reassurance first if I've got some resources um, that I can signpost parents to I'll signpost them there before booking in a service and then with the e-courses I'm very honest and upfront I'm always honest and upfront that I can't they are they've helped lots of families but they're not totally tailored to you they're a great place to get started so many families that do the e-courses then don't even need a consultation which is amazing and then if they don't and if they do then it really maxes out our time together but they are self-led it's impossible i really enjoy creating content and that creative side of my job but you're never going to be able to create a one-size-fits-all e-course because there isn't one size at all um so yeah if you're happy to be self-led and you're happy to get a really good starting starting point about my approach and sleep i'll probably suggest listening to a few of my podcasts first have go on my page have a feel about what i'm about maybe join a live think about the e-courses always recommend doing them first and then if not build up the services but some families just know from the get-go i want to speak to a real human I know that I want to work with you and I'm for it. I love it when that happens. I'm here for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, like I said, I'm so appreciative to be able to have you on board today because um, part of our intake form when a parent does do a telehealth visit is we identified HIPAA compliance, but we do ask, you know, if it comes down to find it most appropriate to give you a referral, can we share this information with um, the appropriate clinical um, partner. And so that way it makes it so easy because we're just also aware, like sitting down and filling out a 30 minute health intake form. You don't want to do that four times. Yeah, it takes time. So we want it to be as seamless as possible in terms of the continuity of care as well that we're providing for our listeners. And so I'm really grateful to be able to learn more about your services, Carrie, and your story today. And is there anything that we didn't actually hit on that you'd like to pepper in, in addition to uh, where our audience can find you? I don't think so. I think the biggest thing I want parents to take away is that if you are sitting there and your sleep is unsettled, your baby's not sleeping through, they're waking up loads at night time, you're not doing anything wrong, your baby isn't broken, you don't need to fix anything. If it's working for you, all is well. And if it isn't, and you want to make some changes, you don't need anybody's permission. And there's loads of approaches out there. I really hope mine has hit home and it's resonated and made sense. But if not, there's plenty of other sleep approaches out there. I think it's really important sleep. And it's so applicable as well, I think, Carrie, to other domains in life, this more intuitive approach. And can you refresh us before we jump off? What are those three 
questions that you have. <laughs> it's late, it's Friday, and I had my COVID jab before, and it started to just hit. Does it, um, oh, goodness. Does it feel good? Oh, hang on. Artie said, does this make sense? I'm forever asking parents, does this make sense? Anything you see on advice on Instagram, a blog, somebody gives you a bit of advice in the park, a stranger, ask yourself, does this make sense? If it absolutely sounds complete nonsense, it's nonsense for you and chuck it. If you think, yeah, that resonates, it makes sense, worth considering. Then after that, does it feel good? If, if feel it, sit with it and feel with it kind of play it out in your head how that's going to look or what how your small is going to respond to it and if you get that kind of hit in your stomach and you just know the gut is always good you get that hit then I would again chuck it again if you think do you know what yeah this feels okay I'm going to go with it and then ask yourself do I feel comfortable with this is this something you can see that's going to work for me is this something that's going to work for my baby absolutely I, I think that's applicable to a lot of areas in life, not just infant sleep. So yeah, no, definitely. Thank Business, you. Friends, everything. <laughs> thank you again, Carrie, for sharing with us. And just to finish off, where can our audience find you? Yeah, at Carrie Out Sleep Consultant on Instagram or carryout.com on the, on the net. Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll make sure that's located in our show notes for everybody listening today. And we're so grateful to have you on, Carrie.